I am that I am, Professor Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Welcome to 2012. Welcome to this amazing year. Ah, so good to be back here. Just finished a wonderful dinner in Vienna, <laughs> and now I'm with you. Hmm. Beyond time and space, here with this beautiful fire, and good to see you again. I hope I didn't uh, abuse you too much before. No, 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 no. Good, I will today. <laughs> good to have a fire in the fireplace. Hello, all of you um, online. I'd like to welcome you to this gathering. Just bring your energies in a little closer. Now, from over here, shot of the fire, shot of the fireplace. See, this is what we have in Cold Creek Canyon, Colorado. Hello, Crash. So, dear Shambhur, we're in 2012. Hmm. Much anticipated, talked about. That in itself created a lot of energy. Uh, what, what if nobody had ever found these Mayan calendars, knew what to do with them? What if nobody had ever written about them? What would this year be about? Another year? Eh, possibly. Possibly. It is a year of very intense energies, and as a matter of fact, Right now, as we get our meeting kicked off, I want to pull in a guest today, not a, not a typical guest, not an angelic being or one who's been in human form. I don't want to pull in potentials. Potentials. That's really what this year is about. Hmm. I know some of you have a little bit of anxiety <laughs> just in the breathing. I have to have Andra breathe with you in just a moment. Potentials, grand potentials. Crappy potentials. <laughs> Which one are you going to pick? Ah, big potentials, energized, magnificent potentials, catastrophic potentials. Which one are you going to pick? Which one are you going to pick? That's a, that's a really good question. But let's breathe in right now. Breathe in those potentials. They're yours. They're your guests. They're going to be around all year long. They're going to be here available for you. A potential is something that, in a way, has already been created. It's bringing in a certain amount of energy right now, but waiting for more, waiting for you to choose which ones you're going to experience. This year, this year, I'm going to predict that you're all going to get really good at choosing potentials. <laughs> you, you've struggled with it in the past. A lot of you have hidden from them these beautiful bubbles of what could happen in your life, or you've allowed others to choose them for you, or pretended that you were short of potentials, you didn't have as much potentials as somebody else. But this year, I do believe, I do know that you're going to get good at choosing potentials. There is this, there's this uh, beautiful snow out here. So, yeah, yeah, potential to go skiing home instead of driving. <laughs> Many of you have struggled with potentials. You've really made it challenging. Uh, you've you've tried to overdefine them, tried to get too mental about them. Uh, if anything, if you're ever wondering about potentials. 
instead of trying to define it as words or a statement, just feel into it. Does it feel good? Does it not feel good? Does it feel like a challenge and a struggle? Or does it feel like something that's joyful and easy? A potential isn't necessarily something like getting rich or getting healthier. Those tend to get more limited, like what we talked about last month. The human needs, not necessarily those combined needs of the soul and the human. The thing that we talked about in our last gathering about being real life designers, connecting with and understanding what truly is your soul desire. Not a soul that exists someplace a long way away, but your soul desire right here. As you're, I do believe you'll really get to understanding potentials, and I would like those of you who get that aha, get that knowingness, then to work with others. Write the books, do the workshops, whatever. Work with others. Do a, a radio show on the internet about potentials, because I think that's going to be one of the main things for Shambra this year. Let me give you um, a bit of a hint again about the energies this year. More energy available than ever before. Ever before. And as I talked about in my recent uh, deliverance, about deliverance, these energies are coming in from a variety of different sources. They're coming from Earth itself. As some of the um, energies that have been stuck in Earth, Gaia, for a long time are being released. It always amazes me that people bury other people in the ground. I never did quite understand that. From an energetic standpoint, first of all from a pollution standpoint, (laughs) a real estate standpoint, but from an energetic standpoint, let's say that – David, if you don't mind me picking on you because you have quite a few years to go – let's say that you crossed over tomorrow, which you're not going to. This is not breathing into the creed. You have many years to go. Let's say that you crossed over tomorrow and they placed your bones in the ground. There is an energy that stays there, that doesn't go along with you. I guess for those who are preparing to come back right away, that might be a good thing. They think they can reconnect with their old dead bones. They don't, because that's not really your next incarnation's energy anyway. As I talked about before, you're not your past lives. It's like a cousin. But let's say that your bones are in the ground. There's a part of your energy. So when you get to the other side, it's not all with you. You're still connected. You still have an anchor point into Earth. Well, yeah, you're on the other side. You're doing whatever you do. You're doing past life reviews, which are kind of boring. You're uh, going to the new Earth, which is phenomenal. Part of you is still not there. I've always preferred the cremation or burial by fire. Why? It's a transmutation. It releases the energy. It gets it all back down to the natural state. It literally uh, transmutes, uh, burns out your old energy. Now, do you feel it on the other side, Pete? Let's say you've gone to the other side now. They're about to put your old dead body into that fireplace. Into that one, yeah. Into the fireplace. And are you going to, do you feel it on the other side? No. Yes, you do. Yes. Yes. 
you're over there on the other side. Let's say it's three, four days after you passed away. Maybe a week, my preference, a week. Why? Thank you. Why? A week after, after you leave the physical body. Why? Finish business. Release the energy. Release the, yeah, release the energy, give you some time to kind of hang around for a little while, but also so people can fly in from other places, make plans to come and see you, <laughs> attend your service, give them a break. You know, there's no rush here. Seven days is fine. So, uh, so David crosses over to the other side. And he realizes what a grand life he has. He realizes how many friends he had, how many people that loved him and him loving others, the experience. And he's feeling all good. And then suddenly he starts to feel a little warm, a little hot under the collar. And not bad, not like he's burning, but just a little, a little sweaty, like he's just eaten a, a lot of jalapenos. <laughs> and he realizes suddenly, oh, this is. When they're putting the body, oh, it's true. <laughs> oh, he still has some connection with the body, still feeling not painful at all, just a little perspiration, a little you know, feeling a little warm. It passes very quickly, and What's then the romantic part to this. Then, da- <laughs> then David suddenly realizes, ah, I am completed. There, it's done with, it's over with. So how did we get in this morbid discussion? What is this, a funeral parlor? (laughs) Dear Shambra, tremendous potentials this year in 2012. You're going to learn how to really feel into and use potentials, choose them, and watch then how they manifest. So I want to start this off with this group of you writing down 12 tools or 12 tips for others. These are your tips, and then I'll come back with my version afterwards. So, uh, if we could please, uh, I'd like the writing board over here. You've blocked my space there. I'll move this chair. What else can we move for you? Uh, That's fine. But before we do that, before we do that, thank you, David. you certainly will not pass right away. This is good. <laughs> this is good, yes. <laughs> yes. Good. So before we do that, let's go back to this concept of tremendous energies coming from Earth itself. A lot of the old energies of the old bones being released, that's coming up. Energies coming in from the other realms, from uh, comets, from this planet X, from everywhere, solar flares and all of these things, they're, they're all coming in. Why? Because you've called for it. Your consciousness has said, I want to go to the next step. Earth, uh, humanity has called for it, said, we're really ready for a change. Uh, it's, been, it's a pent-up uh, consciousness that's been desiring it, wanting it for a long time. And typical often of, of human behavior, uh, People, humans think, I want this, but then things like doubt or fear or just uh, distraction come in, and then it kind of goes away. And then they say, no, we really, really want this. Well, you can feel that on this planet right now. What I would call an elegant frustration, a beautiful frustration. Humans are frustrated with a lot of the old ways. 
and they're wanting something different. So the beauty in that, it is attracting the energies. And they're coming in, and it's going to be amazing. And with that are your potentials. Your potentials. So it also begs the question, what do you really want? We've gone through this before, over and over in our gatherings, and a lot of you still aren't clear. What do you really want? And it's good that we've had these discussions, because it's caused you to consider some of the human needs. You want health. You want wealth. You want love or relationships. But it's really caused a lot of you to consider some of the grander things that, are, that, are, that you want, not just the human part, not just the human part, but the soul part. And a lot of you are coming down to true inner understandings, wanting clarity, for instance, wanting fulfillment, wanting joy, wanting knowingness. You're really getting – you're distilling it now. You're distilling it. Now, as you do, of course, as you know, it causes changes in your life. And those are oftentimes when you get uh, hung up, you get into doubt and fear, and I'll explain in a little bit here on the board exactly what happens with all these physics. But you're starting to get more clear what's important, what's really, really important in these years that you have in this lifetime on this planet with these changes. I'm delighted to see that so many of you are getting away from fate and destiny. Uh, that it's important to get past that. There is none. There is none and unless you buy into it. And then there's a lot of it. There's a lot of influences that come in, but you're truly getting beyond it. So as we come into this year with its tremendous energies, I heard some of you talking about it before, just things that are popping up even this week. Let's do some breathing with Andra to really balance those energies. And when we do here, bring them in deep. Don't be afraid of them. Don't, don't hold them outside of you. Bring them in deep. Without doubt or fear, without concern that you're going to misuse them, but really bring them in deep. Let's start this off with some true energy acceptance, integration with the breath. So, Andra. I invite you, receive now this glorious gift, all of them, all of them, sparkling, twinkling, dancing around you. Will you breathe them in, settling deep into the core, allowing and receiving with every breath, breathing in, breathing out, this deep, slow rhythm of yes. Oh yes, sweet ones, come. Come, let's dance together as never before. Feel this breathing, receiving, breathing, receiving, a breath at a time, a breath at a time, 
settling deeper and deeper into this grand temple called the body, home. Home for the brilliant creations, all of these potentials that have waited for you. Breathing yes, oh yes, so willing for you to come, each precious one. Breathing yes, deeper and deeper into this core stillness, yes, yes, feeling Sensing, breathing, yes, yes with every breath, this rhythmic dance of yes, breathing, receiving, breathing, receiving, sweetly, sweetly knowing, knowing. The potentials have come to caress, to love, to enrich, to inspire. Breathe so deeply, so deeply for you. Yes, yes, sweetly, sweetly celebrating for you. Yes, breath at a time, breath at a time, D, D. Much room, much space, much willing to receive. Yes, for the joy, for the joy of being the grand creator. Yes, so willing, yes. Breath at a time, breath at a time. Yes, you have lots of room, lots of space to compact them, put them away, knowing feather upon feather takes no space, just the willing to allow, allow, Yes, allow willingness to receive breath at a time. Feel that, that gentle rhythm, breath at a time. Breathing, receiving, breathing, receiving. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just hold on for just a minute, Andra. So um, I heard Calder talking before about getting voices in his head. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're living in there, but uh, these are little impressions. So a lot of very profound energies, powerful energies this year coming in, and they can throw you way off balance, or they can enhance what you're choosing. So I'm going to ask 
if uh, with Andre's permission, with your permission, that you bring her into your head. You embed that little reminder, the reminder to breathe. Now, that doesn't mean she's living inside your brain. It means you're just taking a little energetic recording. She, yeah, she has other places to be, but an energetic recording. So as the year progresses, things happen and they get dramatic related to other people um, or even world events. That little voice that says, Breathe. <laughs> Breathe. Yeah. And, and, uh, so let's do this as a little recording. You can release it any time you want, but a little embedded reminder. So we'll take a little snapshot of that. This request is just for you. Receive. Receive this breath. Comes with such treasures and treats just for you. Breathe. Breathe, yes. Yes, for you. For the joy of letting you be loved. Yes. Oh, yes. So much is here for you. Every breath. Every breath. It's for you, filling you, loving you, yes, enlivening the joy that lives within you. Breathe, yes, for you. Good. So during the course of the year, if you feel like you're thrown off base, just take a deep breath. You'll hear Andra. You hear Andre reminding you to breathe. She's not going to breathe for you, I don't believe. No. No, no. <laughs> but that little reminder. Thank you. Thank you, Andre. Then you'll also hear a little recording from me. <laughs> and what do you think I would say? I would say, I'm with you every step of the way. I am, truly. Probably had more enjoyment and fulfillment out of working with you last few years than anything I've ever done. Uh, we have a lot of bouts and times with each other when we're not gathered like this or in a workshop. But my dear friends, you're not alone in this. You have to go through the experience. You have to make the choices. But I'm with you, sometimes taking a deep breath with you sometimes offering you encouragement and support, sometimes laughing – a lot of times laughing, actually. <laughs> so let's, let's get into this. Let, let's have you develop the list. And my dear Linda, would you write at the board, David, with the microphone, 12 tools or tips – and we'll, we'll publish this. We, Gene will – we'll publish this. Put it out there on your um, uh, devices, your internet devices. Uh, see how far it goes. See how far it gets spread around. And this won't have my name plastered all over it, but rather yours. So, tips. What would you tell? What would you tell others? Family, friends, anybody? Somebody comes to you f uh, looking for help this year. Let, let's keep it distilled. Uh, don't give me a long essay. It has to be something that we can write. I don't think we are going to need more than. Two and a half pages. So, where do we begin? Microphone to the audience, David. Linda, do you mind writing? I'm happy. Good. 
Tip number one. Stay out of your mind. Out of your mind. Good. How do you do that? Breathe. Breathe. That's good. That's good. Sing. But, but let's dance, say you ride your bike. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's say you breathe and then you go right back into the mind. Then then what? How how do you how do you go beyond that? Even more breathing, yes, but create something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Create something. So, so what, number one to be beyond the mind? Beyond the mind. Now, a lot of people would say, so what's beyond the mind? Well, to them it's probably going to matter. To you it probably doesn't. But to them that's a scary proposition, going out of the mind. Uh, that's, uh, that is what humans consider the highest form of intelligence. Uh, they consider that higher than anything else, put on a pedestal, put on an altar, the mind. And to give that up, uh, many think that they're opening themselves to um, being taken over by other entities or uh, really disintegrating. Falling out of existence. So, so what would you tell them? What, what's beyond the mind? Yes. Connect with soul. Connect with soul. Uh, where is my soul? They would say. Not in the mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just Not a wild in guess. the mind. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Now, and, and again, we're not just talking about Chamber here. We're talking about our list for going out to others. So. Where is this soul? Uh, everybody's been looking for it, by the way. For how, how long have you been here, David? You said at the beginning of uh, today's meeting, nine billion years. Humans have been looking at, for it forever. Angels are looking for their soul, you see. It's not just because you're an angel doesn't mean you suddenly have this grand awareness of your soul. You're just in a non physical expression. So, so, where is this soul? In the stillness when you breathe. All I hear is voices in that stillness, <laughs> they would say. They would say. Put those on mute. <laughs> it's a mute Try button it. for those. Try how many of you have been able to put those mind voices on mute? On all your meditation, how, how, how often uh, can you really do that? Not much. When, when you're in your mind, uh, when you're meditating from your mind, it's almost impossible to stop those voices. That's why um, Tobias, myself, not such big fans of meditation the way it's done. Best thing, best way to meditate is go take a walk. Yeah, truly. And it, as Tobias said, meditation is in every breath, in every experience. It's not 20 minutes a day, uh, often in a room by yourself. God knows what they're really doing back there, but it's. Um, <laughs> It's every moment. So, back to the back to the question uh, beyond the mind. So, if you're if you're beyond the mind, where are you? I'm going to let David run with the microphone. Um, trust your trust your feelings. Oh, trust geez. your wisdom. I know. Next, I, I'm I'm playing <laughs> the part of uh, trust my feelings. Trust my feelings, feelings. they get me in trouble. I've been working on not feeling. My family keeps saying, you're so emotional. Stop feeling. That's why I'm in my brain. Trust. I, I cry about everything. Don't make me mad here. I'm, of trust, course, acting trust here, your, my dear. No, I'm with you. And trust yes, you your, I want to say, intuition, and, you, 
and then you're gonna, you're in, yeah, inspiration, intuition, what you get within the feeling, the feeling that is not a thought, the warmth, the Good. connection within. I heard the within. word whispered. Uh, it's a passion. It's the feeling. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's it. But and the point here is that which one? Is the right? words are difficult. And yeah. you say go beyond the mind, which I think belongs up here. Uh, and maybe I would write underneath, go with the experience, uh, which is also the feeling, the passion. Uh, but absolutely, uh, beyond the mind. Allow. Good one. Good one. It's going to scare the hell out of a lot of people. And if, if you were, let's say, on a, on a popular television show and you said this, you're going to get a lot of hate email afterwards. You're going to get a lot of people saying that uh, without the mind you're nothing, without the mind others are going to control you. Your mind is the fortress. Your mind is the, what, what makes you, makes your personality. But that, that's a good point, because actually you're actually going beyond the identity. You're in, and if talking to others, and you help them to understand that there is a grander identity of themselves. It includes the mind. It includes the body. It includes every part of them. But there's something amazing, amazing out there. Uh, and it does take the breath and trust and some experience to go beyond that. One of the, and I'm glad to see that this came up, because one of the biggest challenges that many of you have had – you're doing it now. You're going beyond, but it has been difficult. You try to do it from within the mind, you never will be able to. You can't think your way into ascension. You can't think your way out of your mind at all. So it comes down to really then understanding the difference between your thought and a feeling, a mental activity and your true passion. It comes down to the difference between uh, having to uh, make logic of things versus just feeling and experiencing those things. Uh, artists, those with uh, the true artistic um, expression, abilities – everybody has abilities, but those who are using it – will find it easier. They kind of understand. You're, you're, let's say you're painting something. You're not really thinking about it. You're experiencing the feelings with it. Now, part of your mind is functioning, picking the different colors and having to manipulate or handle uh, – not manipulate, but manage your brushes and uh, the lighting and the room and everything else. But suddenly you get into a flow and into a feeling. That is going to be so important this year because it's going to have its bumps, its ups and downs, its shakeouts and everything else. And there's going to be a tendency to get into the mind about it, to overthink it. That's where you take that deep breath. You hear Andra now firmly implanted in your mind by the way you can push the button and eject her at any point. It's not stuck in there. That's where you hear that voice say, in a loving, very Kuan Yenish kind of way, take a deep breath. Ah, the experience. Ah, the feeling. Ah, good. So uh, I, I, I've felt a few people here concerned, oh my God, now I've got this other entity in me and Andra, and oh, just when I was like finding, discovering myself, as, as Sartre would say, oh crap, <laughs> I got another one in there. No, 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 this is just a, a mild energetic imprint that you can release anytime you want. 
So, good, good one. Next on the list. Um, next on the list, I will say, forget about all the rules. Forget about everything uh, you think it's good and bad, and just make up your own. Good. If you really think that at the end of the year, in December, the world's going to end, then let's make of this a hell of a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, it, That's if what it's going to end, say. let it end in style. Go exactly. Go if it's the last one when the let's party, enjoy, celebrate, and nothing matters Absolutely. anyway, party right? Party every night. Exactly. <laughs> Just follow your passion, enjoy, and leave. I mean, if it's actually going to end as they believe, well, then, you know, let's make the most of it. So, rules. Now, that means that when, yes, just rules for right now. Uh, that means when you leave here, you can hop in your car after you've had uh, oh, a couple glasses of wine and drive like a bat out of hell down the icy, snowy mountain road, and the rule's not yours, correct? That's not what I mean, though. Ah, that's not what you mean, no. though. So there's but a disclaimer here. <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, there's some explaining need to be done. So yes. absolutely, and this is an excellent point also because when we've talked about rules, the rules are not yours. Uh, certainly, there are so many times when Chambra misunderstands and they think that's about uh, everybody else. A lot of the rules, a lot of the laws uh, are agreements between humans to uh, create some semblance of balance. So those aren't necessarily bad. When, we, when I talk about rules, I'm talking about the rules you have for yourself. You have a lot more laws on the book, in your book of life, than there are laws in the state governments or federal mm. governments or cities, a lot more rules about what you should and shouldn't do, how to dress, how to act, how to be, the good, the bad, all of these rules. So the question becomes – and I absolutely agree this should be on the list – rules. Uh, the question becomes, uh, what rules? And what happens? Are you saying total anarchy in the system? No, I'm talking about all of those things that we've been taught by other people, either our parents or teachers, saying, you shouldn't be like this, ah, you should be like that. And when ah. you feel uncomfortable with that, then that's when you know that it's not yours and it's probably something that doesn't apply to you and maybe you just need to find your own way to express yourself yes. without making everyone else uncomfortable but being uncomfortable on your own skin. So I would say that's in rules, I mean. you have two tablets. Stone tablets. One is the rules that have been uh, in, in impressed onto you, uh, impregnated into you, or embedded into you by others – your parents, teachers, news media, uh, uh, the, the um, religious and spiritual leaders. Have-tos. Yes, the have-tos. And the other side of the tablet are your rules that you've had for yourself. Sometimes these are in absolute conflict, but yet you still co seem to coexist. Sometimes there's not. So uh, this is wonderful. A, a good thing would be to, first of all, what's yours, what's not in the rules. What's coming from someplace else? Um, typically, if you say, I have to act a certain way when I go to a – well, let's stick with our death theme – funeral. I'm, I'm doing this intentionally to make Caldera nervous. He saw something on the internet – I don't know why he goes to these places – but <coughs> that said that Crimson Circle was a death cult. Woo! Whoa! So, yes, that's what we teach every time. How to die with grace, absolutely, and dignity, not, not the old human way. 
how to live before you die, actually. Is, yes, yes, the cult of living before death. So um, staying uh, with our uh, analogy on the rules, uh, what's yours and what's not? Uh, take a look at that. Many of the things that are in there uh, aren't really yours. So are you ready to release them? Then take a look at your own rules. When approximately – you feel into it – when approximately did you create that rule? Or does it serve you anymore? It doesn't mean you have to have anarchy. You could if you wanted. Uh, but it means that releasing of the energy behind the rules, expanding yourself, getting back into life. Good. Letting go of the limits. Letting go of the limits, absolutely. Are you doing that? I'm trying. You're trying. Yes. yes. Definitely, I'm you trying. You have to hold yes. that straight. You have to sit straight now. Yes, and you have to stand yes. up. And <laughs> so, good one. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your input. Next on the list. And remember, we only get 12 today. That's, that's the rule. That's the rule. So we want to make these what, – what are, what, are what are you telling the world? Uh, about 2012. What are trust the yourself tips or tools? Trust yourself. Okay. And then you can integrate your experience into your wisdom. Yes. And uh, let's put that on there. Trust. That's a big one, Edith. That's a big one. Uh, and let me start uh, like uh, dissecting it. Uh, do you trust yourself? She'll need the microphone for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a conversation back and forth. Back and forth. Edith, do you trust yourself? Yes. 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 Implicitly, 100 percent? Yes. Really? Yes. Good. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for that answer, actually. Uh, because it's like Kathumi says, you say, yes, I am enlightened, and then that literally starts happening. So what would you tell people who don't trust themselves? Doubt can cause you pain. Doubt can cause you pain. I'm going to talk about doubt later. Can make you poor, hungry, stupid. Well, they already know all this. <laughs> How do you know such wise things, my dear? I learned them from you, of course. <laughs> no, actually, you learned them from yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. So trust uh, is one of the biggest issues. A lot of people are going to stumble right there. They, they're going to get through number one and two, and they're going to hit trust. They don't understand it. They, they may want it. It may sound good, but they don't understand it, what it's really like to trust yourself. And there are so many things occurring to bring you out of trust. Uh, it's almost like everything in You've created – they've created this reality out there that is all about mistrust. Uh, it's been done through choice, belief systems, uh, the way they attract energy. So now they've created their world of mistrust. They're living within it. So everything now tells them that there's mistrust, especially with themselves. It's a very difficult one because energy is quite literal to consciousness. And uh, when, when there is the uh, mistrust, it creates more mistrust, and now you live in a world of mistrust. How does one get out of that? How does one truly get back into trusting themselves when everything that is happening to them? Suddenly, 
They, they walk away from a great conversation with you about trust. They walk out the door, slip on the ice and break their leg. What do you, you think is going to happen? Well, they're going to go back to mistrusting. That was a bunch of crap, as Sartre would say. Yeah. <laughs> we'll need to have you cue you to when to say that at the right point. How many of you have had similar experiences? You've been to a workshop or a gathering of some sort, or you've just read an inspiring book or had a, a, something, something inspiring in your life, and literally the next moment the phone rings and it's bad news, or, or you slip and fall, or whatever it might be. And what happens? You go back to the thinking and you get back to mistrusting. And then you wonder, maybe this wasn't for you. Maybe Spirit's trying to tell you something. Maybe you're on the wrong track and you, you, uh, you contract. Thank you. I'm trying to get that through culture today. <laughs> so you contract. So trust is a good one, but, but how does one learn to trust themselves? Choose it, yes. Now you're going to get a bunch of experiences that have to do with trusting. It's not like it's just going to manifest right away, but you'll get a lot of experiences about mistrust in order to help you trust. Interesting the way energy works. How does one learn or experience trusting with themselves? Big one. If we can answer this, boy, we're going to graduate into another level. Yes. Uh, what would need the microphone here? Okay. Acceptance. Acceptance. Yes, I I, I would agree, uh, and I think everybody here would. But you're telling a person on the street about acceptance. Now they're really confused. Trust and acceptance, two things that are very very foreign. I totally agree with what you're saying, but how do we distill this? How do you get somebody to trust themselves? Yeah. Here we go. Self-love. Self-love. Ah, now we've really hit on (laughs) one of the most (laughs) difficult things. So let's put underneath here acceptance, self-love. Yes, we all know that's that's correct. You've all had some experiences with it, but that's the toughest thing a human will ever do. Toughest thing any angel in any of the realms will ever do. That's, that's the truly, ultimately, the experience of Earth, is self-love, the believe, most difficult believe, thing. Believe. Believe that you can do it. Be, just believe, believe that you can do it? Mm. I, I would argue that one, because uh, first of all, what's the basis of belief? Imagination. Well, what, what is their basis to believe something? Because their it, experiences… But if you can, can conceive a thought, if you <coughs> can imagine something, then you believe it and you trust you can do it and it will create. You can. I can. You can. I can. So, so this is the dilemma. How, how do you relate this to other people? Because you're asking them to, to trust, which is a difficult thing to do. But they do to an extent, but trust is like uh, – I don't need uh, – trust is, is – Trusting the small, limited tube that they live within, when there's a lot of things outside of that. Trust is, is actually contraction, uh, because people, they, 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 uh, in a way, they, they contract themselves. They, they create a very limited 
and what they would think is mostly safe environment, and they don't step out of that. They live in a small room within a big mansion, and they don't know it exi- the rest of it exists. So the trust is actually, for many, a limitation. I'm going to live small because I can control it and manage it, uh, and ask them to trust that these, th- there is a mansion outside of that room that they live within, trust that this these other rooms in the mansion, if that mansion is really there, are not filled with alligators and tigers and warlocks. These are all and, – and I'm not disagreeing, but I'm just saying – feel into an average person, or even slightly above average. This feels like a lot of conversations you and I have a lot of times. <laughs> oh, it is. I know. It I, is. I, I can't write fast enough sometimes yes. what we talk yes. about. But by example. By example, yes. By, and by, by the way, if it does feel like a conversation, it's because we do do this. And it's part of the training for New Earth. It's part of your uh, realizing how far you've come when we ask questions like this. And it's part of you um, uh, the, we're the distillation process that we're in right now, distilling energies down. Without writing books and books and you know, tomes uh, about this, how do we really get it down to the essence? So, absolutely, uh, trusting, accepting, self-love. We'll keep it on the board so we can move along here. But these are big issues. A couple of comments about it. Yes, David will grab the microphone. A couple of comments about this subject. You have to grab it right out of his hand. I think before trust is uh, fully experienced, it's releasing any expectations of what an outcome will be. There. Thank you. Releasing the expectations of the outcome. Are people willing to do that? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Semi. Uh, they say to a degree, but, uh, but they say that's why I'm in the game, the expectation. <laughs> I mean, uh, so. Why release all that? It's interesting, as every one of you knows intimately, in the process of releasing and ultimately trusting, accepting, loving yourself, you went through hell. Or, or not. But you went through things in your life that the normal uh, human would think were, are bizarre. You went through experiences, whether it was losing your job or relationship, having something affect your health or whatever it happened to be, not your typical type of what you would call a positive human experience, but ultimately you realized that was necessary, that that needed to go. You, you needed to have that connection with the soul self and, and its input, not just the seven-year-old human. Good. A couple more. We've got a four in the board. We only have two and a half sheets of paper to write on, so we have to keep these short. I can write littler. Yes. Next. I said this quite a while ago, um, but I just told just the average person on the street, it's going to be okay. Yes. Tools. It's going to be okay. Does that work? I found it works. Yes. Because they're not going to want to hear any of that stuff, although we get it. Yes. But the average person that's freaking out, just found out they have terminal cancer, lost their job, just, it's going to be okay. Good. They just want to feel a gentle, loving hand saying, I'm not trying to solve your problems. Schomburg should go on the board. It's going to be okay. Okay, good. Let's put it on. It's going to be okay. And actually, I would agree with you. 
Because when you say it, when you say it, not others, but when you say it, you are standing there as a standard, as an example. And when you say it, it's not just the words that come out of your mouth, it's going to be okay. Because even you have heard that before and you know once the words come out of their mouth, that's – how do you say it? Crap. Yeah, it's a bunch of crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you say it and you're with someone and you say, it's going to be okay, there's an energy, there's a look in the eyes, there's a confidence because you've been through it and you know you can come, come through it and still be intact. Yes, you still got some issues, but, but you're getting that confidence. It's going to be okay. Why? Because I chose it. Why? Because the energies are supporting me. Why? Because I'm a grand creator. I am that I am. It's, it's going to be okay. And, and there comes a point back to our death subject. You don't even care if you die. It's going to be okay. Uh, it's just an experience. And, and suddenly, actually, and I, I joke about the death thing, because once you can joke about it, laugh about it, suddenly it's, it's not that demon that's uh, on your shoulder every day. Suddenly death goes away because you've chosen to live. So we can joke about it, but it's going to be okay. I would say that is the, the voice of confidence and spirit. Uh, now, they're going to want an explanation, and they're going to say, now, does that mean that I'm going to be able to pay all my bills? Question? I'm, I'm playing the typical human. So does that mean all, all my bills, I, I, I'll be able to pay them? No, absolutely not. It, does, it doesn't matter, though. Why? Go file for bankruptcy. It doesn't matter. When you start focusing on those things and you get the immediate response, typical human response, you say it's going to be okay. You're looking into their soul and saying, it's going to be okay. The soul lives forever. The soul is having a grand experience. And bills? Yeah, doesn't matter. It's going to be okay. Maybe you pay them. Maybe you don't. Maybe you have a, a, a find a new relationship. Maybe you don't. It's going to be okay. You learn to love yourself. You're going to realize you don't really need the money. You have all the energy you need. It's going to be okay. Okay. So here you are. You tell them it's going to be okay. And they say, Is that, Am I going to find a new job? And you say, You might. You might not. It's going to be okay. <laughs> so Edith chooses to bring politics into our classroom. So <laughs> better her than me. So yeah, better than sex. Okay, we're up to five. Let's go to six. David, microphone. You got plenty of hands up. Sarsky has been up a long time. Very active group, very enlightened group. Rupert. Um, allow change, even choose change. Yes, allow change. Good. Stay flexible because change uh, keeps you unstuck. It's inevitable. Um, it's inevitable. So if, you, if you're actually allowing it or even choosing it in, in some small ways, yes. it makes it easier to actually uh, for it to flow through your life. Why do humans not like change? Scary. Why? It's uncomfortable. You don't know. It's uncomfortable. You don't know. 
but, and I go back to my analogy, living in a small room with no windows uh, within a huge, beautiful mansion, but they've isolated themselves in the room because it's manageable, it's controllable, uh, and they've, they've learned how to handle that. Uh, these other rooms in the, in the mansion are just overwhelming, unknown, uncertain. So, uh, but you talk about change, and change is a wonderful thing. Thank God for change, and uh, thank yourself for change, that there is this natural evolution process that you really can't go backwards. You really can't, no matter how hard some of you have tried. The, the change is inevitable. So, but when you tell people, allow change, and they're going to say to you, what? What kind of change you mean? They're going to say, yeah, that's what they're going to say, what kind of change? Well, it could be anything, but I guess what I would say is that if you can actually uh, allow change just in small ways in your life, break up routines, choose small, small differences, yes. daily stuff, yes. then other changes that might uh, be coming yeah. through, like changes in you lose your job, you lose your partner, whatever, yes. um, all of those are going to be a bit easier. Yeah. Now, and if, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to modify this to embrace change. Uh-huh. Embrace change. Yep. So it's not just allowing, but it's actually embracing it and rejoicing in it, uh, and it's amazing. And there's still going to be the concern that they only want good change. Sure. Good change. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yes, yes. But isn't that then a judgment? Yeah. Isn't it important to help them understand sometimes if the, if the arm of the pendulum is, is like, like this, just frozen, it's not moving, it's, that's, a lot of humans have that energy, there's not a lot of swing there. Once it starts going, it's going to go both ways. And to both ways to what they, of their judgment, some what they consider good, some they consider bad, it comes back to the point of trust. trust. Can you just let that pendulum yeah. flow? comes back to the question that they're going to have is, who's making that pendulum move? Uh, and, and is it being manipulated by some other being, even, quote, the soul, who is distant and removed from most people, or God, or there are spirit guides or a group of angels. So it comes down to who's making it move. It comes down then to the understanding they really are, but they're just denying it. So, good. Next one on the list. And I'm going to go to, um, on to, to Garrett on this, because he had one that I heard uh, earlier in the week that was important, and, and I want to give you credit for it. <laughs> So as he's trying to remember what, we, what he talked about… But that's not the one I want to talk about. <laughs> you could talk whatever you want to talk about. Two? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Two. Laugh. That was one of mine. Because you're going to laugh about it in a year, why not laugh about it now? Absolutely. There was… Absolutely. Uh, this. Indeed, is your list, but there's three points that I would love to see get on there, and this was the first one: laughing. Uh, By the laughing way, is kind of handsome couture today, black on black. Go ahead and stand tie. up and let everybody see. Black shirt, black tie. This, this is just my costume, just like Shard is wearing a costume. And what do you call this? Costume. <laughs> <laughs> so. Good. Laughter. So important. And, and now, laughter, you know, we're not, we're not so heavy as some of these other things, 
simple. I, I'd actually start out with laugh. Uh, they're gonna, you're going to need it this year. You're going to want it. Why not? Why not? And, and you know, when you hear some of the crazy things, don't be so um, sanctimonious uh, and sac- don't be so sacred about it. Laugh about it. There's going to be some crazy things. Laugh about it in your own life or in the world. They're just changes that are occurring. They really are. Yes, sometimes people suffer as a result, but in a weird, wonderful way, they're actually kind of choosing that. It's their experience, what they want, not what you necessarily want, but the ability to laugh. That's what I love about Katsumi. He can, he can make you laugh, get you to cry, get you to feel. That's, that's what Katsumi does, feel. So laughter, that is going to be so important. Next one. Stop worrying about your booger aspects, your, your nasty ones. The harder ones to integrate are your unfulfilled dreams. Yes. Yes. Unfulfilled dreams. That, that was an excellent, excellent observation. It was discussed uh, the other night. I was listening in. And uh, now in, I'm going I'm to actually find a way to – Going to distill it? Yes. But f- I'm going to do this in two – levels here. First for you, what Garrett is talking about here is the integration of your dreams. You've taken a lot of time, you've felt in a lot of the integrating aspects. Your dreams are an aspect. Spend a lot of time with uh, all these other aspects. Now you come to this point of distillation where it's integrating your dreams. Would you care to explain what you mean by that? Well, many times we have these fantasies, these dreams, these wanderlusts that help us cope with the seeming crap of our life. Yes. We escape into the dream from our life. Yes. So would you um, define the dream as something that occurs at night when you're asleep, or? Yeah, these are daydreams, fantasies. Daydreams. Thank you. Fantasies, dr- dreams can have two meanings, of course. Uh, it can mean where you go at night. Or some of your aspirations, your ideas, your f- fantasies, your magic. So integrating the dreams in, – you might want to write integrating, integrating dreams – so important for you this year. Sometimes this concept of dreams and goals, uh, they cross over each other a bit. I'm not a fan of goals or a lot of um, – planning. I realize some activities you have to manage details, but in a broader sense, in a broader sense, I'm not a big fan of goals because you're setting usually mental and oftentimes unrealistic uh, expectations for yourself. However, dreams are from the heart. Dreams are open without having to go through a series of steps to get there with a defined outcome. Dreams have no um, closure at the back. Dreams are open. They continue to uh, expand, whereas a goal is very linear. It stops at a certain point. Dreams are held by so many of you in, in another realm. Day, the daydreams, the feeling into things, the imagining things, but they're out there. They're outside the tube. We're going to talk about in just a minute, and, and you, you don't bring them in. I think 
for Shambra, this is perhaps the most important thing uh, for this year, integrating your dreams. Because in your dreams is your soul, is your wisdom, are your potentials. Dreams are potentials. Your soul is potential. So integrating your dreams, bringing them into this reality. Now that doesn't mean that you then have to uh, try to plan the dreams and try to, try to force uh, and work the dreams. Just let them flow in. It doesn't mean that you need to – suddenly if you, you thought you had a dream about um, dancing uh, uh, on a big stage in, in, uh, in France, uh, but you're 78 years old, doesn't mean you need to actually go do that. See, that's, the, that's where you get mental and linear. You can have that dream and the essence of it and do it without ever having to, to travel. You can have that dynamic in your life integrated with you. Once you start integrating, you realize it doesn't have to be fulfilled on a physical stage. It could be. It doesn't have to be on a big stage in Paris. You could create your own stage. It doesn't have to be done literally as the mind would sometimes say you have to do it. it, it you look underneath the surface for the symbolic energy. The symbolic energy is, is more about the expression, the joy, the singing, the sharing with people. That's the symbol. The literal part would be saying, I have to go to Paris and I have to do it at this theater on this date. and That's where, that's where um, the frustration comes in and the anxiety and that's where the mistrust comes in because if it doesn't happen then you think you did something wrong. When you feel into your dreams and you integrate them, you suddenly realize the specific doesn't matter. You look in the underlying energy. Singing, joy, creativity, sharing, energy, movement – those are the important things. Suddenly you'll realize that the literal, what you thought was literal, having to be at a specific place with a spe specific number of people was irrelevant. Irrelevant. Good. Excellent. You're getting tougher and tougher for me all the time. <laughs> Next we have four to go. And we need to do this quickly because we have to get into. Well, mine's just an offshoot of that of um, do only what your heart wants. Yes, yeah, follow your heart. Could I? Could we say that? Follow your heart. Let's put that on here now. If you've noticed by now, we're getting a lot of these answers that are very compatible, but yet in a way in their own contradiction. You follow your heart. Well, you have to have trust to do that. It's difficult to follow your heart. If you don't trust, say, and, and people will tell you, I tried that once and it was a disaster. <laughs> I ended up with this bum. We ended up getting married. And, you know, it's, a, it's the last thing in the world. Say, no, no, that's following your genitals, not your heart. So, uh, two different things. But oftentimes people follow their heart and then get in trouble. Why? Why? Because well, I'll tell you, because so many of the other parts of themselves are still on linear mental dimension. You got part of them that's following the heart, but the big part following another path. Those don't always work together. Sooner or later, they like you, they will learn that it can all be from the heart, and then it's all moving, uh, expanding, compatibly, simultaneously, 
But when you first, when a perf- person first starts to follow their heart, and they send off that one ray or that one uh, uh, energy um, experience into the heart, it can be very difficult at first. And then they retreat back into their little room, and say, "That didn't work. That's a bunch of." Thank you. <laughs> Sorry if we're going to do this. You have to be alert. <laughs> you have to say crap before I even think crap, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know where you were. So, dream world. So, this is good. Great. And, and these, are, these are wonderful. We're making a lot of progress. Good. Three more. And, and I'm looking for two more things myself. If they're not on the list, I'll bump something else. <laughs> David's – oh, Am yes, you're, you're up. Adamus Awards for everyone, then we won't need the other 11. <laughs> <laughs> so you propose handing out Adamus Awards to every living being on Earth. Every living, every living being. Every living good, good. I like that. And they're going to go, what's this? I asked for gold, and all I got was this. Good, thank you. <laughs> I, I don't think there's enough room on the list to put that one on there. So, uh, but good try, good try. Yes. Okay. Um, you might have to help me with the words on this, yes. but the feeling is: um, Are you creating conflict? And I'll give an example. Edith's comment about voting Democratic just strengthened the Republican Party. <laughs> you know, it's like you, um, the conflict keeps us fighting each oh, other sure. rather than thinking the bigger picture. We're not expanding. It sure. keeps us contracting. And, and I, I will put my words to it, if you don't mind. Okay. And maybe we could even create a graphic that looks like a yield sign that says, beware of drama, uh, as one of the points. It's going to be out there like crazy this year. And actually, beware of drama, parentheses, where no drama necessarily existed before. Uh, drama is going to find its way into every vank, uh, blank space. Uh, drama is going to find its way into every moment of boredom. And it's going to try to find its way into every crevice of the mind this year. People are going to be overwhelmed by it, but if you simply tell them, beware of the drama, you don't need to participate. You don't, you don't need to be there. Uh, and then it's their choice. But remind them that the energies are high. Uh, it's, it's like having an electrical fence. You don't need to go and grab it by your hand. <laughs> you just understand that it, it is a charged fence. It has some electric going through it. Go through the opening in the gate. Don't grab onto the fence and try to go through that way. Thank you. Good. We have room for two more. There's still one that needs to be mm. on the list. We have dreams. We have laughter. There's one more. Uh, David? Yes. What's really helped me is to remember no matter – to everything and everyone out there, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Yes. That's really saved my oh butt. My gosh, you're, you're, you're pulling away the Holy Grail from people. They want to take it personal. <laughs> <laughs> it ties into drama, indeed. Uh, they are going to take it personal, and, and many of them want to. But yes, uh, and could I, could I uh, either add to that or, or reshape it and say it's not really about you? Uh, you know, parentheses, don't take it personal, or the other way around. 
Um, as, you know that. That's, uh, let's put that on the list here. Eleven. Don't, it, it's not personal. It's not about of, you? It's, uh, well, it's not personal. Okay. Uh, people do. They're invested into their identity. And actually, in a way, you're taking away something Don't from them. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. And then parentheses, it's not about you. Uh, so that's going to be a tough one. But the ones who are really looking, ones who are really hurting, are, are going to listen to it. And they're going to perhaps realize. So, good. One more. I'm looking for one more that belongs on this list. Create. Create? Yeah. Uh, for you, yes. Yes. Uh, for Shambra, absolutely. For others, they're not going to know what the hell you're talking about. Okay. Uh, but, but it should be on the list, but I, I have one that I truly you want to You have an agenda. Hear. I have an agenda, absolutely. Forgive yourself. Stop beating up on yourself. That's helped me more times. Yes, yes. Have you stopped beating up on yourself? Sometimes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sometimes. Does it feel good when you do it? Yes, yes. When you beat up on yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, people like to keep beating themselves. Why? Why? Well, it might make them feel like a martyr. Yeah. It's sort of a victim thing. I makes guess. them feel alive. Uh, and this isn't for the board here, but one of the biggest problems with people is that humans is there's a tendency to feel dead. You get it inside these physical bodies and a physical reality, and you start actually start feeling dead. Mm. So they do things to remind them that they're alive. Weird things like beating themselves, drama, a lot of drama, Ta- tattooing themselves. Yes, yes. Have you done that, Edith? No, no. <laughs> but they do things uh, to make themselves feel alive. I'll give you the answer for the next one. Impatient? <laughs> no. Simple and easy. Simple and easy. Now, there, and, and, and I really mean this for you and anybody else looking at this list. You can do it either way. Difficult, struggling, hard, which many, many people choose because they're so conditioned to it. It's implanted in here. They, they automatically equate uh, success with, with struggle. Uh, there, there's a word, that, uh, a phrase that you use, uh, no pain, no gain. And people believe it. They, they shake their heads, absolutely. What if you could not have no pain in your working out and have a perfectly fit body? Well, that's not possible. No, you have to, you have to work hard. Well, you take that, uh, that same analogy into regular life. So many people feel they have to struggle. They have to do it the difficult way. Particularly for you, Shambra, in this year, there are intense energies. They can be grand, beautiful, uh, wonderful experiences. And you can either, either do it the easy way, the efficient way, or the hard way. It's not predetermined. It's totally up to you or, or any other human who would see this list. It doesn't have to be difficult. Some of you, and I'm not looking at anyone, are still doing it the difficult way. And you don't have to, and I'm amazed sometimes. The funny thing is when we – and I'm truly not trying to single anybody out. Caldera is worried that I'm looking at somebody in particular. I'm looking at all of you. Sometimes we have these long arguments, uh, private arguments between us. 
And I say, why don't you just do it the easy way? Well, yeah, but I can't, and this is, and they said that, and that's going to... I said, wow, you are really picking the tough way. There's no, there's no reason for it. The energies are intense, but they're not bad. They're not angry energies. They're not suffering energies. They're not a big load on your shoulders. I, I, I get a kick when I started saying the energies are going to be intense this year. Huge potentials coming in. Some of you are just like, oh, cringing and feeling it, the, it energetically on you. They're not. They're wonderful energies. They're amazing energies, and they're very simple. So, let's, oh, you got that on there. So it goes to my point for you this year. First of all, be uh, uh, be layered in everything you do. There's a tendency to be linear. You look at things from one uh, perspective. You go along that perspective, a train going along the track. That's all you know is the track. That's all you will have created in your perception of reality is the track that the train's on. And when somebody comes along and says, why don't you take the train off the track? I say, oh my God, you can't do that. That that would be disaster. It would crash. Well, no, not really. Because perhaps that train would suddenly transform into an airplane, and then you wouldn't need a track. It could fly, and then suddenly when you thought, well, I have to get off the runway now, well, you transform and it turns into a, a river or a lake, and you're in a boat. And it can happen that fast and that easy. So this year, <clears throat> as these amazing energies are incoming, be multi-layered. When you encounter a problem, when you run into something, when you get stuck, when you're frustrated, stop at that moment. There are layers above, below, to the sides, everywhere. Don't take the old linear path. Everything. Your relationships are multi-layered, even though you're living them rather singularly. You're living them in a very linear way. Your body. You, you say, well, here's my body. This is what it needs to eat. This is what, how I have to treat it. No. Go into another layer. How do you do that? Well, you take a deep breath. You let yourself expand beyond. The, what, what you would hold as, as uh, your reality. Take a deep breath and say, I know there is more out there. I'm going to expand out to it. Therefore, it happens. It does. Everything that happens this year of concern, whether it's in your personal life or whether it's on a global scale, I want you to look beyond the surface. We talked about this on the brilliant radio show the other night with Astor Duck and with dear Linda Visa. We, and this was a setup, in a way, a, set, a good setup, meaning that there's medical issues, and you say, um, I, I know somebody that has cancer or diabetes or any of these things, and you say, so what's the medical advice? What should I do? Well. The medicine is part of it, because you do want to address that energetic imbalance. But you want to understand what lies below the surface, energetically, or above or to the sides. What is the energetic cause of diabetes? Anybody? Loss of love. No sweetness in your life. No love of yourself. It's so simple. So simple. And Now, you combine that with the medical aspect, 
Let's say you've gone out of, there is no sweetness in your life. Because you don't love yourself, you're going to reflect that you're not going to have people that love you. I'm not saying, Edith, that's you, but anybody here can be an example. So suddenly you get diabetes because you're you're not giving yourself love, therefore you're not creating it to come back to you through other people or yourself. So you have to address the medical, and, and sometimes right away. Otherwise, you might find yourself on the other side with me. Not so bad, after all, though. We have a good time over there. But you want to address the medical, but you want to address the energy of that as well. The two work together, you see. So you take any problem in your life, back issues. What's the simple, simple? What's the problem with back issue? Caring too much. Thank you, Rupert. Caring too much. Too much responsibility. You're taking it on for others or yourself or your aspects. And, and what's it doing? Well, it's – yeah, now, certainly you're going to want to get some therapy for that, um, but you, also, you want to take a look at the energetic cause, what's causing it. And the energetic causes are – and many of you think, I don't know how to do this. I don't – they're simple and easy. They're not real complex. You don't have to be a philosopher or a psychic or anything else to figure it out. They're not real, they're not real difficult. I said the other night on the show, and it raised a lot of eyebrows, I said, every disease, every illness is an allergy. Everything. If there's anything right now that you have, a disease or an illness, it's an allergy. Now, I know it, and I said this to be provocative. Really, could you believe that from me? <laughs> Crap. <laughs> but there is a lot, a lot of truth in it. An allergy is a resistance to something, pushing away from something, uh, incompatible energies, and it causes a reaction, trying to. Uh, trying to release it, trying to let it go, trying to sneeze it out or whatever. So <coughs> every illness really relates to a resistance to something, something, whether it's uh, other people, whether you're resisting loving yourself, anything. So I really want you to, this year to take a look at the underlying energetic reasons. Work with each other. Uh, in your online forums or whatever you have, because sometimes you're going to get stuck and say, "I just it's too close. I can't figure it out. What's really going on here?" But if you have um, rashes, like a, a, a constant rash that just won't go away, what is that? Pardon? What's well, an irritation? Yes, yes. But what from what? Yes. No, generally, yes. Generally. Doubt. It's an allergy, but generally doubt. And it's a part of your body that's trying to release old things, and you're basically not allowing it. So it's going to manifest as a big rash. You can go to the doctor and you can put a cream on it, and it can actually oftentimes get rid of the rash, or the rash might return. But if it gets rid of it, if you haven't addressed the underlying cause, what's going to happen next? It's going to come back to something else, somewhere else. And it could be deeper, could be more serious. It's going to come back to something else. If that energy of doubt wasn't addressed by you and it's still a nagging issue, it could come back as um, bad coughing. Bad coughing. By the way, throat issues, what are they? Energetically, what's happening? 
not speaking out, not expressing yourself, not opening up. You can go through, Shambhara, we can go through, we can make a list of very simple things, not talking about getting, um, writing, again, huge volumes, but there's some simple, basic things, energy issues that need to be addressed. So this year, as things are coming at you, keep it easy and simple. Take a look at the underlying issues. Get off of the linear path. Look all around. Probe and search all around. What's really going on? You don't have to get mental. It's pretty simple. So let's take a deep breath. Two more things we want to do today. Always running out of time. Always. Now, I want to give an example here. It was um, we, we talked about this in our last gathering. I believe, Edith, you came up with uh, the question. The question had to do with doubt. True? Um, yeah. The question I asked last time was about clarifying the, the aspects of the, uh, the past lives of the individual. Uh, microphone. So everybody all over the world can hear you. Um, <laughs> well, um, maybe I don't remember the question about doubt. I'm sorry. The, the, one I, the one I remember is the one I ask about clarifying the, uh, the integrating of the aspects and the um, uh, past lives. Past lives, yes. Okay, good. And, and we're going to address that and talk about this uh, because it does relate to doubt. And I said I was going to do a formula about doubt. It's not really a regular formula, but it's an example. So, and you were going to do a dream walk. <laughs> Indeed, in 32 minutes or less. So let's begin. And Linda, may I have my my prop here? Oh, which one? Oh, oh, better than a sword. Oh, oh, better than a sword. Oh, yes, sir. So the prop, a way of demonstrating something. <laughs> the, the, this is going to be the formula. So what we have here is just so everybody can see is a uh, roll of wrapping paper, a tube with wrapping paper, beautiful roses on it, like fruit of the rose. Everybody see it? Good. Beautiful. Thank you to Linda for supplying this. So this is a beautiful metaphor. Beautiful metaphor because humans live in a tube, live on the inside of there. What they don't see, they don't see several things. First of all, they don't really think they're just living inside a tube. They think that this is all there is. So when they're living inside the tube, what do they see? Limited vision. Ugly cardboard. <laughs> really uh, in a bland, kind of ugly cardboard. They don't see the outside, which is this beautiful wrapping. They don't see that their tube, which represents linear reality. Mm. Linear reality. They don't see that this tube is wrapped in gift paper. Beautiful gift paper. So they don't really see that life is a gift. Beautiful gift for them. Because they're living inside this tube, and you almost have to imagine this tube going on forever and ever, coming from forever and ever, going on forever and ever. Because they're living inside here, they don't see anything in this room. They're trapped in there. And they don't see Pete. They don't see Vince. They don't see Joyce or anybody else. They think that inside the tube is reality. So we're talking before about this formula. 
that has to do with energy, doubt, consciousness, expansion. If you would hold that for a moment. Hold the prop here. So, this is um, so here you are in the present moment. Thank you. A little more room. Uh, living within that that tube, going into your experience, and the experience that ultimately gives you wisdom. So here you are, and the next part of the the next part of the equation uh, has to do with choice. You make a choice. We relate this back to our discussion last month of uh, how how all this works, how energy is affecting everything. So you make a choice, and let's say the choice is to expand your reality. So now that choice immediately starts drawing in energies from all over to support it. So theoretically, theoretically, your tube here you are in your tube. Theoretically, in your tube, it should start now expanding, growing bigger and ultimately dissolving. The whole tube dissolves away. So starting here and then just getting bigger and bigger, because you've made, let's say, the choice to expand your consciousness and awareness. Now, if you notice here that in this drawing is contrary to, uh, to uh, typical perspective. In other words, as you go along in your experience, it's opening up and eventually dissolves. Typically, in uh, perspective, as you go on your journey, and it creates a, a, a distant endpoint, or really an infinity point that keeps going. So here you're going along on your journey by choice, drawing in energy, and eventually expanding. Now the question came in about doubt. What happens with doubt? Doubt is naturally suppresses or pushes away the energies that are supposed to be moving in. So doubt will decrease the level of energy that's supporting the choice that would eventually give you more experience and wisdom. So it's basically like the, the formula would be present moment plus choice equals expansion, but when you put e- equals energy and then expansion, but when doubt comes in, it has a way of taking the energy out of the equation or suppressing it to the point that you're never really going to have that expansion, or the expansion just goes along in this linear tube and you're not really expanding, you just continue traveling along here. So, dear friends, the point is, doubt has a significant influence on the energies that are coming in. The doubt comes from you, it doesn't come from anywhere else. So in this year also, 
Take a deep breath and take a look at your doubt. Take a look at what it's doing with the energies, how it's keeping you in a tube, a linear tube. When you release the doubt, you're going to attract a lot more energy. Energy that is simpler, easier, more efficient. Doubt will actually – I've got one important point in here. In this whole analogy, this tube – get a new sheet here – in this whole analogy, the tube that you have is existing within time and space. Time and space make this tube the reality. It keeps it held in there, keeps you held in there. So as you attract more and more energies with less and less doubt, it will start blowing away the whole concept of time and space. Time and space are uh, brilliant creations up to a point. There comes a point when you get off of them. You, you, as I said before, you start looking into the layers and levels, and suddenly you're not, you're not using time and space as the measurement devices and as the devices that hold you into this reality. You start expanding out of them. Doubt will put time and space, the time and space equation, back into your reality. Doubt gets you right back into time and space. And we'll continue our discussion in our next gathering about time and space, how they serve, how they serve you, and also why it really doesn't serve you anymore. Time and space are going to be – it sounds uh, romantic to get beyond them, but it's actually a little bit frightening. It's a, a matter of fact, can be terrifying to go beyond time and space, because suddenly your tube – that's when you hold up the tube – suddenly the tube doesn't exist anymore. Or the tube no longer has the characteristics that you've always thought it has from looking within. Suddenly it's expanding. Suddenly it's not on a linear path, it's flowing in a lot of different ways. Suddenly you're not bound to or contracted into this reality like you were before. It's one of the things that the Ascended Masters had a particular difficult time with <laughs> no pun intended, but they had difficulty with this whole concept of going beyond time and space. So you want more consciousness, you want more energy, and all the rest of these things, but they are not going to fit into this tube. Into this tube. This tube is defined by time and space and uh, a certain energy equation. We're going to go beyond that. And please save this. This is uh, – we'll, we'll uh, continue oh, to use so it. Oh, I should save my tube of paper? Okay. Absolutely. It's, it's a gift. It's gift wrapping. It's gift wrapping. So we'll continue to go beyond. But I do want to do – in our first session in uh, 2012, I do want to do a dream walk. So mm. let's take a deep breath as we transition from one subject. David, we're done with this, if you would be so kind. Let's take a deep breath. We started our gathering out with some breathing with Andra. 
Thank you. You're welcome. Really getting, bringing those energies in, you would just say grounding them, but really bringing them in, into this reality. <laughs> We're going to talk right now also about connecting with this thing you've called your soul, which I say is your potentials and your wisdom. Bringing it into this reality, inviting it into your life, no matter how much Crap. is in your life. <laughs> your soul, your, your potentials, your wisdom doesn't really look at it as Crap. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably going to need to sit up here from now on. <laughs> then I can kick you or prompt you. This is the year, the, the high potential opportunity to really invite your wisdom and your potentials, also known as your soul, in, into your reality. In order to do so, it's about going beyond the mind, trusting yourself, going beyond the mind as it would try to define the soul, because the old definition you can definitely throw out the window. It is about Trusting yourself that there is something beyond the mind, that there is this part of you that's really aching to be here, wanting to be here with you. So let's do a different kind of dream walk today. It's one where you allow yourself to expand into the other layers, beyond the tube, where you allow yourself to open up. But not leaving these chairs, and, but as you do, you, you create a type of um, invitation. It's like a chalice. It's like the open arms, inviting your wisdom that's been building through the ages, inviting your potentials that have always been there ever since you went through the wall of fire, and inviting those to be here with you in this reality. You came here, let's say, ahead of your soul. You came here first to prepare the body, to prepare your environment, your reality. And now comes the time this year to invite that soul into this reality. Some of you are going to perceive it as an amazing being with human-like characteristics, and that's fine. Because that will evolve, that will continue to expand. Some of you may even feel a bit of anxiety about inviting your soul here, about into this reality. It's rather dense, harsh, but it truly wants to be here with you. That part of you wants to be here. It wants to feel what it's like being in the tube being inside linear reality, it's not going to get trapped here. It can't. It can't. It's far too simple to ever get trapped here. So let's take a deep breath, what we call a dream walk. Take a deep breath, expanding your awareness, creating an invitation to your soul, to your wisdom, to your potentials to be here. Oftentimes the highest potentials haven't even been invited in. Oftentimes you've held your highest potentials 
like you would hold the best cards in your hand, waiting for the right time. But now is that right time. Let's take a deep breath. The invitation to your soul to be here, without expectation, by the way, without expectation, without expecting that the soul is going to come in and instantly make you intelligent or smart or younger or richer. That soul just wants to be here with you. That in itself, my dear friends, that in itself creates a whole new path, helps you expand outside of the tube. Take a deep breath as we begin this year. Play a little background music. And now it's just between you and your soul self. An invitation for your soul to be here, to listen to this music with you. Feel what it's like to be in this reality. Sorry to
Let your soul tell you, share with you what it was like outside this tomb with a gift wrap. I tell you what, all about the gift wrap, about the reality outside of that tomb. into the tube, into this reality, is perhaps the greatest gift you could have ever given yourself. Take a deep breath. I know some of you are saying, but I didn't feel a thing. Uh, you'll get past that. You'll definitely feel something. You made a choice. 
doesn't mean it's going to happen right now or all right now, but you started a process. Greatest gift you could have given yourself, inviting you to be here. Now, as I said before, sometimes you have to look at things from both directions or multiple layers. Don't always take it literal. Look at it from multiple layers. So you invited your soul to join you here. It's been a long time. You kind of kept it away, long, long time. Finally said, come on in. I'm ready. Why not? Got nothing to lose. Come on down. If you think it's so great down here, you come down here and spend some time. So a funny thing happened. Things are not always what they appear to be. The funny thing happened, we talked at the beginning of our meeting about all these intense energies for this year. Talked about what you would tell other humans, what would you tell a human being about this year. We, we made up a list with all these different items on which we'll, we'll publish indeed. Imagine just for a moment that you are the soul. You were outside, now giving advice to the human in the tube that you gave all these for yourself. You're the divinity, giving it to that human aspect. Hmm. Have you scratching your heads for a little bit? What if it wasn't the human sitting here inviting the divine in? What if it was just the other way around? What if it wasn't the human sitting here making the list, but those were from the divine? Key point for this year, nothing is going to be normal. <laughs> nothing is going to be regular. Nothing is going to have the same outcome as what it did before. Expect the grand year, my dear friends, and throughout the whole time remember that all is well in all of creation. Therefore, I am, Adamus, in service to you. Thank you. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you.